Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brandon Adams, and on today's show, we are honoring Memorial Day, the holiday coming up, all veterans who have served, and everything they have done to allow us to live the American dream. And on today's episode, we have Matt McCoy, who is a veteran. When he was 21 years old, he enlisted in the U.S. Air Force, and he actually went overseas and served in Iraq. We talk about his experiences and how that experience really changed his life and how he looks at everything that he does today. And it's amazing how we take things for granted. Life over there is a lot different than what it is here. So we discuss that, and then we talk about how he actually was like a full-time job for him as a boxer. He was boxing for the U.S. Air Force team, and even at the Olympic level, he was actually at the point where he was almost going to go to the Olympics. This guy was awesome, and he uh, did a lot in that field. So we talk about his boxing experience, and then when he gets back, after he leaves the Air Force and he becomes an entrepreneur, he starts a t-shirt company, which actually turns into being him doing motivational speaking. So we talk about him, how he speaks today, and how he tries to portray the message to people that it's all about mindset. And I talk about this every time, how you have to have a, a mindset that you can conquer anything. And that's true. And if you do, you can achieve anything in life. And he explains his experiences for applying for the Boston Marathon, how he used mindset to the first time around, actually got accepted in to run the Boston Marathon, and some other experiences that he has had throughout his life. So there's a lot of good stuff in today's show. But I, would, I just want to take this time to honor and thank all the veterans in this country for everything you have done to preserve everything that we do. Without you, I wouldn't be here podcasting. We wouldn't have the freedom to do and speak freely on everything that we believe in. And everybody that has served this country and the ones that have died to give us our freedom. So I thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you. Everybody from University of Young Entrepreneurs, we appreciate the service that you have given us, the people serving now. And if you get a chance, if you see somebody out there that you know that has served, just shake their hand or thank them because they do a lot for us. We take for granted what our life is like, and we have a great life here in America, and we live the American dream. I know I am. So let's jump into today's show, and let's learn about Matt McCoy. I'm excited to get started in this, so let's jump right in. Let's get started. Welcome 
Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan Adams, and today we have Matt McCoy. I'm sitting here with Matt. We're in Omaha, Nebraska, and going to do a podcast show, learn about his story and everything he's gone through and how he's came out on top. And actually, tonight we're going to a special event. We're speaking event. Matt, what? Who is the guy we're actually going to see? Name is Shane Battier. He's a uh, former Duke player, which hurts my heart being a uh, Carolina fan. But uh, he's a former Duke player. Played a lot of seasons in the NBA. I think somewhere around eleven or twelve or something like that. So he's a he's an NBA vet and just an all around great guy. Um, I know he's a really smart guy. And I got to play with some of the best in the league, too, uh, LeBron and some of the yeah. other guys. So. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun, especially being able to meet him backstage. Oh, yeah, so so we figured we'd do some podcast shows and go out to that event tonight. And uh, a lot of fun here on Cinco de Mayo. But uh, just l- let's get started, Matt. I want to hear your background, where you got started, and we'll kind of get her started from there. So let's hear it. Where you got started and how led you where you are today. Okay. Uh, basically, I just started in uh, – I was born and raised in Missouri. Uh, stayed there till I was 21. Joined the military after that. And then after I was in the military, I did a four-year stint there. And then from there, I moved to California. And I was out there for, for a good four years. And it was out there that I actually started my business. So I started my business out in California. And then when I moved to Omaha recently, as of about a year and a half ago now, I think, uh, I packed everything up and moved here. And I'm loving Omaha. It's yeah. A, not as big a city it's as... It's a good as, area. I yeah. like Omaha. Great, great, great city. Uh, growing city, too. It's um, A lot of people don't recognize that Omaha is a, as big as it is. But anybody who's been here will know that it's, it's a pretty good-sized city. And then on top of that, it's, it's like I said before, it's only growing more and more uh, with the businesses that they're attracting. So I really like Omaha, though. Great place. Uh, not necessarily as big as San Francisco and some of the places I'm used to now, uh, but... It's definitely a great city. Yeah, it is. So you you grew up in Missouri, and then tell me you went on and you actually went to the Air Force. Yeah. So when I I moved from Missouri and joined the Air Force at 21, and which is kind of like a lot of people who go into the Air Force usually go in right after high school. Yeah. This is a given fact. They know that they're going into to the military. So um, it was one of those things though where I was uh, I was kind of hesitant to go. Yeah. Uh, my stepdad's in the in the military, so. I had known about it, and uh, I knew it was is an option, but it wasn't something I was necessarily interested in when I was 18, and yeah. it only was until I pretty much had to go. It was like a last option for me. Uh, I don't want to maybe put it like in those negative terms like that, but it was like one of those terms where I would just, I was not on the right path, and yeah. so to turn my life around, I felt like it was a necessary step. So I joined at 21, and uh, I, I served a four-year term. Okay, so you you actually did a tour too. You were in Iraq. Yeah, so I I did a tour in Iraq, in I think it was two thousand seven. I was uh went to Iraq for, uh, for it was a four month uh, tour of duty. Yeah, and got over there, and it really it just it really changed my life. It's one of those things that looking back now is like one of those pivotal points you know in your life where yeah you have those pivotal points that you can look back and you say that changed my life and that was one of those those moments where I look back and I realized that my life literally changed uh, from having that experience of being able to go overseas and and see how they live and just see what wartime was all about what, what did you learn from that experience I mean what made you look at things differently and how you approach life itself yeah you know it's, it's an invaluable experience I mean it was one of those things where 
you know, I can't even really put into terms everything that I learned necessarily because there were so many different things I learned while I was over there. Uh, one being just what real poverty is. Yeah. Uh, over here, you know, we have an idea of what poverty is, but it's completely different from the poverty that is overseas. Oh, we have no idea. What no, it's- no idea. It's crazy. I mean, poverty here, you still have people, they, they're still living in air-conditioned buildings uh, for the most part. Yeah. They, they still have lights. They have stuff like that. Over there, I mean, you have a family of, of six living in a 12 by 12 mud hut. Yeah. No lights, no uh, nothing. No heat, no nothing. Yeah. And, I mean, it's already hot over there anyway, so yeah, you don't more heat. But uh, it's just one of those things where it just opened my eyes to what real poverty is. And um, it, it's something I just felt blessed for the life that I was living at the moment. Yeah. And you even said, too, you were telling me before, when you were over there, you actually had worked in the hospital. Mm, I mean, yes. Talk yeah. about how that really made you look at things differently. Yeah, and that's that's actually one thing I did want to touch on is uh, in terms of things that changed my life was the opportunity that I had to volunteer in the hospital, and it was just life changing. It was yeah. one of those things where I, I I would go from work, and then most people would go you, you you do your work or whatever your job is over there, and you you know you come back to the base and you do whatever it is. I mean, a lot of people work out or they fill their void with. Know, whatever it is that they do but it was one of those things where I just felt inclined to give back and I yep. felt like volunteering so which ended up being the best decision I, I might have ever made in life I mean it was just seriously eye-opening and such a, a life-changing experience because I was able to go into the hospital and it's not like a hospital here where you're going to the hospital and they may have you cleaning instruments or doing what, whatever else that a volunteer yeah. would do in a hospital here in, in the states over there like you're in the thick of things like they put you into uh you know, situations and positions where you have to actually get your hands dirty. And that was a, a position that they put me in. I think it was the second day I was there. Yeah. I show up and, and I come in and it was, I, I, I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. I just come in, I scrubbed up and, and went into, and they said, Hey, you're in the ER. So I go in the ER and seriously, not even 20 minutes later, they wheel a guy in and, and wheel a bunch of uh, patients in. And the guy that came into our room had just recently uh, stepped on an IED. And so his, his, they had shrapnel in both of his legs and like, Hey, we need you to, we need you to sanitize both legs. So I was there. And first of all, anybody who knows me, I'm terrified of blood. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate seeing other people get injured, man. If I get injured, it's one thing. It's not a problem, but seeing other people get injured, like bothers me. And I, so I thought if I ever had come across that, I would basically just wilt and just wouldn't be yeah. able to deal with it. But what's crazy is when I was put in that position and in that moment, it's like I didn't even think twice. I just got out the, the sanitizer and I just started sanitizing both his both his legs, like the open wounds. And it was, seriously, it was crazy being in that moment. Like, it was surreal. I, I didn't even realize, you know, looking back. What you're doing, your yeah. mind's like in pilot mode and it puts in that mode like it's do or die, we have to do this. Exactly, exactly. And it was one of those things where it was just like, okay, go. And I was like, all right, it didn't even, you don't ask questions, you don't. Yeah. You just go and like you just all you're there to do is just help the patient at your hands right now. So it was just one of those things where I didn't even think twice and just jumped in and I was helping, you know, the physicians yeah. and the nurses and everything. And it was an amazing experience. It's crazy. Now, another experience you had, you were telling me that you were a boxer in mm-hmm. the Air Force. So you're one of the best there. Yeah. Tell me what that how did you even get into like if somebody's going to go in the Air Force or military or anybody, how do you become a boxer for them? Yeah, and that's what's crazy is that 
uh, I it was something I didn't even know. Like when I first started, I had not known that you could basically join a team, and then that would become your job for however long yeah. it, that it is. And for the Air Force, it was a five month period of the year where we'd you know be doing boxing for them. The Army they had an actual year long program, so yeah. they would go for the whole year. Same thing with the Marines, and so it's something that I didn't even know about when I initially joined. But then when I heard about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's something I got to do. Because I, I did it on the outside. Yeah. I did it before I, I joined the military. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's for me. So uh, so I, I got into that the first year. Actually, the very first year, I, I literally came into basic, went to training school for your job. And then literally I was there, I think, at my job for two months. And then I filled out the paperwork to, to get on the boxing team. And luckily was accepted to try out. And at that time, you had to try out. And there was other people going for your position. Yeah. And other people with... <clears throat> a lot more experience than me at the time. And so we're all battling to see, because only one person can win that position. So, I mean, you had all these different uh, all these different weight classes, but only one person can actually come out of that. So I actually ended up winning the 141-pound um, position. And so I, I we would go to different tournaments. Uh, you know, di- We would travel, go to different places, and we were boxing, and we were just representing the Air Force team. And it's just a, a really cool experience and one that I'm glad that I got to have while I was in there. And something that most people don't get to say that you know about being in the military. So uh, it was just really cool that I got paid to do something that I love. Oh, yeah, and that's pretty cool, too. I mean, actually boxing. I mean, people don't think of that. Going in the Air Force and you were a boxer. And what was your record? You said you were like 40 and 6? Yeah, I was like 40. I think when it was all said and done, I think I was 39, 7, 40, and 6. I'm not sure. I'd have to look at my passport because we have them all written down in the yeah. passport. But it was something like that, yeah. And so you even told me, too, you were looking to go to the Olympics. Yeah, it was something that, yeah, because, I mean, I think, obviously when you have a passion for something and it's something that you want to do, you think highest level. Yeah, what, you exactly. Know, as a dreamer, as an entrepreneur, as anybody, I mean, in life, you want to be the best at whatever it is that you do. And so at the time, it was like, all right, well, I'm a boxer. And this is what I, this is who, I mean, this is literally that, this is what we did for a job. And I don't know if people understand, like, that's when I say that's what we did for a job, but I'm saying, like, literally we woke up and our whole life revolved around boxing. I mean, we were doing three workouts a day, a two-hour workout in the mornings, two-hour workout in the afternoon, two-hour workout at night, usually sparring at night. Yeah. And so, I mean, this was like a full-time job. I mean, it was like a a professional training camp that they had us on. I mean, we were doing Olympic-type uh uh, sprints we're doing I, I mean it was a, a an actual job you so, breathed it <laughs> yeah we ate sleep and, and breathed boxing and um it's just one of those things where you know we were able to to have that experience like I said that was just something I'll never forget but it, it was just I, I don't think when I say I was a boxing air force I don't know if people quite understand understand the whole entailed, hype yeah. of it and when you got going you said when you got to that tournament where you mm-hmm. guys are going the guy that you went up against, he ended up actually making the Olympics? Yeah, so, well, actually, I didn't actually, what happened is, once you win your spot on, on your uh, team, so I won the, yep. the 141 spot on the on the Air Force team, he was the 141-pound winner of, of the Marine team, and then the Army team had a 141-pounder, and as did the Navy. Yeah. So we did a thing called the military game, it was a, uh, it was a military game tournament, and we all would go there and fight one another. And I got matched up with the Navy boxer in the first round, and he was matched up with the Army boxer. I lost to the uh, Navy guy on points. Yeah. And he ended up beating the, the Army guy on points. So he ended up going in the championship. So I just missed him, actually. Uh-huh. And I ended up fighting for third against the Army guy, which I beat. 
and uh, he ended up beating the uh, the Navy guy, and then he went on to win nationals and uh, the Olympic trials, and he's just done really well for himself since then. But um, even as a professional day, he's still undefeated. So, uh, yeah, but there was a lot of talent. I don't think that's another thing. I don't know if people understand is like there's a lot of talent in the uh, in, in the military yeah. programs, the boxing teams, and um, yeah. So he came out of that and ended up being Olympian in 2012, which Jeez. is awesome. So. Your whole experience there with boxing and the commitment, what would you take away from all of that? Honestly, I learned from boxing, there's one thing that I look back and I realized I learned it was hard work. Because before that, I think my whole life, I didn't understand. I thought I was working hard, but I didn't understand what it meant to really, really work hard. I don't yeah. know, you know what I mean, or what the listeners may, may understand what I'm trying to say, but it was like I was doing as much as I knew. Yeah. But until I was introduced to what top professionals were doing yeah. and, and the lifestyle that they were they were doing with boxing, and I was introduced to, you know, working out three times a day and really, really working. Pushing the I limits had, you never thought yeah, you could imagine exactly, going yeah, to. Exactly. And it was one of those things where I was like, I didn't understand what hard work was. I thought I was working hard, but then I really, really learned what it was like <laughs> to work hard. Yeah. So, that, yeah, that was one thing I would say that I learned most from from the boxing. I'm going to say there's quite the experience. I've had some friends in the military or Air Force, and they learn a lot. And obviously, especially if you're overseas, you get that commitment. But for you, doing boxing, I mean, that's a commitment itself, and a lot you can take away from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was a commitment. Like I said, you know, it was three times a day, and it was, uh, you know, it was our life. And so uh, you just learn yeah. commitment. You learn to be dedicated to something and give everything that you have to. And I think that's what I really ultimately took away from that. So fast forward, you got out of the Air Force, and you tell me where you went from there. You went to California? Yeah, so I went to California after that, and I uh, ended up getting married, which is why I moved out there in the first place. And I, I moved, and so I was out there for, before I moved to Omaha, I was out there for four years, four and a half years, something like that. And um, it was, California It was another thing that really opened up my eyes. Because before that, I mean, I had been to, I've been to other states, and I, I'd seen other forms yeah. of living, but in California, it's so diverse. I mean, you're introduced to so many different people, uh, so many different cultures, that it was just an eye-opening experience and something that was uh, really Makes you cool. realize there's more stuff oh, out there. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It was one of those things where it's like, I really learned uh, more maybe in the four and a half years about myself and in life than I did at any other point in life. So, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was one of those, and actually, to be honest, uh, weather-wise, I don't understand why anybody would ever move from California. But yeah, I know. It was amazing weather. It was an amazing place. So tell me where California, how it led you. You got big into Eric Thomas mm. and listening to stuff. How did it lead you into you starting your own business? Yeah, so so when I was in, in California, uh, my relationship dissolved, and I was just really going through a really hard time. And I was down on myself, uh, down on everything I was doing. I just didn't have much self-worth. And I was just really seeking something to give me life again and, and and help me heal like my wounds. And I really started listening to this guy named Eric Thomas. And when I say I really got into his stuff, I mean I really got into his stuff. I was listening to anything I could get my hands on, read his books. Um, I, I, everything that Eric Thomas encompassed was I was just I absorbed it. Like, yeah, I, I was just I was like a sponge, and I was listening to everything said and it really looking back now I realized I needed that positivity I needed that that push in order to get my life back on track so and then 
and through that, I mean, I realized what Eric did for me and helped me to overcome that feeling of depression and that of worthlessness is something I realized I wanted to give and help other people with yeah. for whatever it is that they may have. I mean, if they're going through a divorce, a tough time at their job, whatever it is, I was like, I want to be able to give that same thing that Eric gave to me, that same feeling to other people. And so that's really what led me into starting my own company. You know, it's amazing how most people that have achieved great success in life, they've had a, uh, an issue in their life, had something happen, emotional trauma or anything, where they face that problem and then they say, well, wow, there's more people out there like me. I want to help them. Absolutely. I mean, that's no different Like for me doing this podcast is entrepreneurs out there. Three years ago, I didn't know where to go. I was a young punk kid trying to uh, invent a product or start a company, and I didn't know what to do. But I learned, and then through that learning, I thought, well, I want to help others out there like right. me. Yeah. So, and, that, and that's what you're doing. So, so you got in, and you started to start your own company. So tell me where you, you did the shirt company yeah. and kind of where, I mean, you just jumped right in. Jumped right in, just like you were saying. It's just yeah. it's something that, like I said, I wanted to give back, and I wanted to uh, be able to give to other people. And so I was like, what is the best way I could do this? And I was like, the best way I can provide value to other people. And I started thinking, and I started coming up with all these different ways and thinking about all these different ways. And I was like, well, let me let me start a t-shirt, a motivational t-shirt company. So I came up, I started, I, I drew out uh, five different designs. I had a designer help me put everything together. And I was in the stages of creating this t-shirt company. And then I realized there was a moment, like right as I'm getting ready to to release everything and it's probably something i think it was a, looking back it was fear yeah and that's something that all all entrepreneurs i didn't come up against but it's a fear and i didn't know whether i should go through with it because it wasn't something that i was it was something that i liked to do but something i wasn't necessarily passionate about you knew you couldn't really become the greatest at it yeah exactly exactly and i had read a book called good to great by jim collins and basically detailing that exact same thought. is like, if you want to make the transition to become great at something, it has to be something that you're passionate about. So I was like, well, you know, I like doing this, but this isn't something I'm necessarily passionate, passionate about. Like, I yeah. have to do, you know. It was something that was cool and I liked to do, but it wasn't something I was passionate about. So then I started thinking more. In the same way that Eric Thomas was able to reach me by speaking to me, Yeah, I was like, that's what it is. That's what it was. And that's, and that's what I think about. And I have all those same attributes. I have passion. Like I have a hunger. I have a drive. Like, and that was something that I wanted to, uh, to be able to give to other people. And I was like, motivational speaking, that's, that's my avenue. That's, that's what I was called to do. And I really feel like that's what I was called and, and put on this earth to do is motivational speaking. And so from there, it literally became like, okay, I went ahead and went through with the company, the t-shirt company, but it was with the idea of it becoming something more than just a t-shirt More than company. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you so you started going forward with the t-shirt company, and at this time, you were working a lot, correct? You yeah. You were working with the PR company? Absolutely, yeah. So I was, while I was trying to build my own company, I was still, like most people, I was working 40-hour days uh, with the military. I, I had a civilian job with the military. So I was still working 40-hour days, and I still had a bunch of other stuff on the side I was doing. I was, I was an intern at uh, two different PR places, and, um, and it was one of those things where <laughs> I was just so busy that looking back now, I don't know how I did it because I rarely ever sleep. Yeah, because I was doing two internships, a forty-hour job. Yeah, I know. What you and mean, I was man. trying to start my own company. And yeah, yeah, you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about, being an entrepreneur. 
And so I was going through the grind, but it didn't feel like work because it was all building up to something else that I was wanting to do. Yeah. It was like a means to an end, you know, like I was working and, and, and doing the internships in order to really get to do what I really want to do, which was motivational speaking and, and, and starting my company. So I'm doing all that. And uh, it was like at the time, I really, 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 really enjoyed uh, speaking. Yeah. It's one of the things I really took to. Like, I, and it was something that, that, and that's become the essence of what my company has been about. It's been centered around speaking. Now, everything else I do outside of that, yep. it all revolves back to that. So let me go back to you're talking the PR. What experiences did you have from that that kind of set you up for what you're doing now? We'll go further than that, but tell me what you learned and the people you met that really kind of set you up in connection wise. Yeah, and that was that was another thing that was invaluable to me was being able to have that experience of doing that because I was able to get introduced to people that I might not have ever been able to get introduced to. So that's why I always encourage young people to just become involved. Whatever it is that you want to do, uh, just be find a way to be involved. Yeah, and. and if, if that's, uh, you know, whether it's speaking, whether it's uh, whatever you're passionate about, find a way to be involved in different activities or different exactly. events and stuff like that. And um, and that's really what I did. I just I started getting involved with stuff that I was passionate about and that I liked. And PR was a way for me to be able to still be around athletics because it's something I've done my whole life and something I've been passionate about. Is, is and, and so I was able to get introduced to other athletes and, and talk to them and pick their brains and um, work for, for them on a, on a lower scale level. I mean, we helped yeah. Vernon Davis, uh, at his art gallery opening and we've done a lot of work with, with other people through these events, but it was just cool being able to network with those type of individuals and see the stuff that they were doing and how they went about doing it. And I really, it kind of helped me with my own business. It allowed you to promote yourself too. And exactly. And network with those people. So, I mean, I was able to be around successful people and, and be able to, to form and develop relationships with them. So yeah, it was invaluable. Yeah, so you were talking before, and anybody should do this. When you're promoting your business, and even if you aren't at a certain level, you need to talk it up like it is the best thing ever. You need to talk your business up. So tell me how you did that at different events. I mean, you you really got these people thinking that you had this huge T-shirt company and going forward. (laughs) Tell me that story. (laughs) It's a funny story, actually. So um, to kind of touch on this, I mean, I was given this idea in a sense. It was from... Amy Cuddy. And I've always heard that, that statement, fake it until you make it. That's so true. But yeah. she said, fake it until you become it. Yes. And that's the way I kind of approached everything because it was like, I, I knew where I wanted to be and where I would be eventually. Now, I wasn't necessarily there at the time, but they but didn't you need to knew know you that. Would. Yeah, but yeah. I knew I was going to get there. And so I went ahead and started the, the company. And well, actually, sorry, backtrack. I hadn't necessarily started the company yet. I had the paperwork started, but I wasn't an official entity i wasn't an llc yeah. at the time but i had those five t-shirt ideas so i went to the the, the, the lady who was going to print them all off and i told her i said look i just need one t-shirt i said i, I can't at the time i said i can't pay for all the yeah the, exactly. everything at, everything right now but just give me one t-shirt and, and that's all i need and then we'll take care of everything else later so she printed off one t-shirt for me and i go to this event and it's, it was a golf tournament and i'm walking around at this golf tournament and i had this t-shirt with me <laughs> <laughs> I had this t-shirt with me. I had it slung over my shoulder and I, sw- I I probably gave it to 50 different athletes and I told them about the vision for the company in terms of it was already kind of yeah, already there. Exactly. <laughs> but I was giving them the vision of where I was going and what I wanted to do with it. 
And so I just said, hey, you know, would you mind taking a picture, you know, with my T-shirt? And, I, you know, I gave them the backstory to what I was wanting to do and go with everything. And so they were taking these pictures with my shirt, assuming that this was an official a big company, company going yeah. already. <laughs> so <laughs> you got a Nike. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, th- they had that idea in mind. And like I said, that is where in my head where I was going the whole time, but not necessarily where I was at at the time. And so, I, I, you know, I have these guys taking pictures. And to this day, if you go to my website, www.overcomingallodds.com, which that's not me trying to promote myself. I'm just saying, if you go there, you'll still see a lot of those pictures from those events and stuff. So, and that goes to say to anybody out there, if you got your own idea, I mean, you fake it until you make it, fake it until you become it. You, how you think and how your mindset is, if you talk about becoming big, if you think big, it'll be big. But if you don't think big and talk down yourself, oh, we got a small shirt company or whatnot, you're going to become that. So exactly. that's why I wanted exactly. to emphasize on exactly. that. You got to talk like you are the next big thing because you will become it if you believe it in your own mind. Absolutely. And, and you know what? To to go further into that, I actually learned that from my, my grandfather. So I remember when I was little, and I don't I have a terrible memory, but yeah. I still remember this story for some reason when I was little. I was little. I remember him telling me the story, and he was saying that basically he was he was getting ready to go into the Army, and he was going to be a, wanted to be a crane operator and had no previous experience, didn't know really anything about it, but he just thought it looked cool and it's something that he wanted to do, something he had a passion for. And so he goes in and he says, look, you know, this is what I want to do. And like, do you have experience? He lies. And he says, yes. He says, yeah, you know, I've done it for such and such time. Yeah. He say, all right, well, so they give him the job and it's a Friday. And so then he takes the whole entire weekend and goes to a local crane operator and learns how <laughs> to basically figure out how to, how to run a crane and, yeah. and do everything that needs to be done in order to, you know, successfully do it. So he does that and then reports Monday and then kind of, figured his way out he said through through doing that but i remember him telling that story and i was like that left a lasting impression on me because it was like you don't necessarily have to have everything figured out you just have to have a passion for it and once you have that passion for it, everything else will fall into place that's so true and yeah. that's why i always say in the podcast you got to do what you love mm-hmm. what you're most passionate about is what you're going to become the best at and that's what you've done so now you are going around all over speaking to people or overcoming all odds so tell me about your speaking now. I mean, you go and tell your story to people, and what is the message you tr- basically try to portray to them? Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, that same mindset that I've taken on is the same thing that I try to speak about. And so I always tell people, I would never speak about anything that I don't have experience in or anything that I don't feel strongly about or do myself. Yeah. And so when I go to speak, it's always, it's usually centered around mindset. It's about developing, like, that mental fortitude to push past maybe your fears or push past you know these odds that are stacked in your way in order to get what you want what you're passionate about so a lot of times I'll go and I'll speak at different events whether it be I spoke at Mary Kay before I'm getting ready to go speak at uh, my my old high school to some students and a lot of times that's what it's centered around though it's centered around me basically talking to them and telling them that what no matter what it is that you're trying to do in life whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish you have to have that that mentality that by any means necessary like you, you ha- it has to be something that you that you like it becomes you like it, yeah. you embody everything about it and it has to become that mentality because there are going to be times where you're going to come up against something difficult or you're going to come up against some hurdle in your life exactly and in order to push past that and get everything that you've ever wanted 
it takes you being persistent. It takes you having that mental fortitude to push past that point. That's so true because, I mean, if you love something in the tough times, you're passionate about it, you're going to get through it. Now, Absolutely. if it's something that you're not passionate about and it's you're kind of iffy on the line, them tough times you're not going to get through because it doesn't mean the most to you. Absolutely. So the biggest thing to people and what you're trying to show and what I do too when I speak is figure out, the sooner you can figure out what you're put on this earth to do, to figure out what you love to do, and once you know what that is, you just focus your life on it and just Absolutely. become the best at it. Absolutely. And, and to, to compound on what you're saying, and actually something I've noticed from you, Brandon, is that you don't necessarily have to have everything figured out. Yeah. You just have to get started. And once exactly. you get started on that passion, you'll figure it out as you go. You know, like, like I'm sure you didn't know what you were doing with this podcast at one time. No. But you just dove in and you started, you, you started learning just through trial and error. It's all trial and error. And that's, I got an episode on go out and fail. So just make the decision and move forward. So like you did with the shirt company, you moved in speaking, you didn't really know where to go with it first, but you went forward. And a lot of people yeah. sit there and they try to figure, okay, I need to have the perfect website. I need to have the perfect this, that. It's never going to be perfect. No. Never. Trust me. It'll never be perfect. Even once you're going. Yeah. A year There's down the road. You yes. You always can better yourself. So for people out there, if you got an idea, you got a passion, go forward with it. Learn from Absolutely. your mistakes. And, Absolutely. And you will become what you want to become eventually. Yeah, totally agree. 100%. So speaking have you always known much about speaking or did that just kind of did you form that how did you become the speaker you are today i mean that's like i said with you it's just we have that mentality where you just dive in and you'll learn as you go yeah and i know that you, you know speaking to you i know that you have that same mentality and it's literally it's trial by error i mean everybody was once a beginner every pro was once a beginner yeah and it's one of those things where you're gonna stumble and you're gonna figure it out as you go though the more practice you have the more experience you have and just like it reminds me of my fighting days. Like I was awful when I began. I used to get destroyed in the gym. Yeah. Destroyed. I mean, I was getting beaten up every day, bloody. But it got to a point with that experience over and over time, I learned how to, you know, I, I got a lot better and I learned how to do some things I never knew before, but it was only through trial and error. And that's the th same thing being an entrepreneur and, and going after your goals and dreams is, like, as you said, you're not going to know what you're doing sometimes, but you just have to throw yourself into it. Throw yourself into the fire and you'll learn. And you're talking about boxing as well as I always say, you don't have to be the most talented person, but if you're willing to outwork the person ahead of you, you can become the best because hard work beats talent every time. It does. hundred percent. And that's like, I'm not the smartest kid. We're, we're not the smartest people, but you know what? We have the mindset to do anything in life and we can achieve it because Absolutely. we know in our mind, if we want something, we're going to get it yeah. no matter what. Yep, exactly. And that's and that's the mentality, though, I think that you have to have in order to be successful. Like, you cannot be sex, successful without that mentality, literally. Like, you, like because if you have that fear and you always stop short of chasing the goals and dreams that you have because you run up against something that, you know, scares you or, or yeah. something that, that you're not sure you can get past, and then you just crumple, like, you're exactly. never going to be successful. And you're always going to be moving on to the next thing and always wilting and getting beaten down by whatever it is, venture that you choose because you you haven't developed that mental fortitude to yeah. push past the hard points of whatever it is that you're trying to get. You know, you were talking before, basically you're becoming an expert in being able to have the positive mindset and control in your mind. Tell me, 
you recently for the Boston Marathon, you are going to actually be in the Boston Marathon 2016, correct? Absolutely, yeah. So how did you, how did that even come about in training for that? Tell me what that's like, man. Yeah, you know, it was crazy, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, it was crazy because I never thought I would be a runner. Never in like a million years I think it's being run. When I started out, uh, running, I remember the only time I ever ran was in high school. Yeah. I remember I was dying after a mile. Like I was, like, <laughs> I, I felt like mean. an asthmatic patient. <laughs> like, yeah. I could not breathe. I, I was awful. And so, but I did, and even looking back now in high school, I did have that heart and always pushed through the events and somehow managed to finish. I was never, you know, good by any means or never at the top of the class, but you know, I always found a way to finish. And, um, so uh, you, if you ask me now, or if you ask me back then, now I would be a runner or a marathoner. I would tell you you're crazy. Yeah. And it, but it, it's trans. I kind of transformed in that from boxing because we were running so much on the boxing team that it, it just became natural. I started getting better and better at it. I started. I noticed I was always beating people on the boxing team, and uh, I was one of the f- first people done. And then so when I moved to California. The relationship I was in, I was trying to help her lose weight and, and do what she wanted to do, and, and she wanted to take on a half marathon, so I was helping her train for it. And during that time, I wouldn't say I necessarily loved it, but I started having an appreciation for it because just like any sport, I mean, it was challenging. Oh, yeah. And so we did that. I ended up doing that half marathon with her, and it was like one of those things where I really found not necessarily a love for it, but I love the competition of it. And, and being able to push yourself and, and the same things I've been speaking about, like, you know, having that the mentality to bite down when it get when it gets hard. And that's what I get through running is it's a challenge. It's it's a competition to me. And so I kinda, you know, found my way into running and I really started running a lot and noticed I started getting better and when you get better at something and and, and you have success with something You gain more confidence. Yeah, you get more confidence and, and you wanna keep going you want to keep yeah. pushing and see how far you can take it and that's really what it became is i was like i did a half marathon i was like well let me try a marathon yeah and so i, I was like well what do i gotta do to get a, to you know qualified for a marathon so i'm looking and the time you have to get to qualify for boston because most people don't know is I, I thought you just ran boston yeah i was like i, I, I would have thought that too I, yeah and so i was like well i just want to run the most prestigious event let me run boston and like, no, no 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 you have to you have to qualify for it so i was like okay well let me see what did I got to do to qualify for it. And I look, and it was a three o three hours and five minutes and under, which is basically under seven minute miles for twenty six miles. Jeez. And I was like, Lord, <laughs> Lord, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> it, at first it was, and, but just like anything, it's a mental thing. And yeah, I was it like, is. Mental. I don't know if I can do this. But I was like, Well, I did thirteen, so it's only an extra thirteen. So I started training, and this is actually looking back, I'm not sure how I did it because I didn't. I wasn't running with a running group. I like what a lot of, a lot of people do is they'll join a running group yeah. and they'll push each other. But for me, it was one of those things where I was doing it all on my own. I was going to the track at nine o'clock at night, running sprints by myself. I was by myself, you know, running twenty miles in in the rain and doing certain things that I was prepared just you for yeah that. preparing me for for the time when I was going to run that marathon. And um, so last November, actually, I, I get there, or it was October, October or November, it was in Indianapolis, it's Indianapolis Monumental Marathon, and I get there, and the night before, it's snowing. Oh, man. Oh, it's snowing, and I was like, no way. I was like, please do not snow tomorrow. 
So luckily we get up the next day. It's not snowing, but it's still cold. I think it's below freezing. It's below freezing. And winds are like 15, 20 miles an hour, something crazy like that. So at that point I was like, but I was so confident because I had trained so hard. And as you said before, it's just, I knew I'd put in the work. Yeah. I knew how hard I had worked in order to get to that level. And I knew that nothing was going to stop me. I knew, I, I knew that I was going to reach 305 or under. And, um, yeah, so it was one of those things where I didn't care what the weather was. I was just going to go. Your mindset. Yeah, it's a mindset. And um, I just adopted that mindset that by any means necessary. And I just went out there and I ran. And it was, like I said, first marathon I ever ran. And I crossed the finish line at three hours, four minutes. And I think it was 22 seconds or something like and that. And what's the limit? 305. Three hours you and five minutes. So I barely made I mean, I made it. I barely made it, but I made it. You made it. Yeah. And so it was, it was just, I remember... I couldn't enjoy it at the time because <laughs> I crossed the the line and yeah. I collapsed and I had I was dehydrated, uh, I was cramping. Um, yeah, I, I think I had hypothermia too. Well, I was in a bad way, bad way, and uh, so they took me to the to the room to get you know checked and I got an IV and everything and you know over a couple of hours I got back to normal. But uh, it was one of those things where it was just I had to push myself to to make that time make because it happen. It, yeah I, was, I just had to make it happen by any means necessary you know and it it goes to your mindset because mm-hmm. you trained for it obviously you trained you put the time in right not only are you preparing your body but you're preparing your mind mm-hmm. to be mentally ready because the more you do that the more confidence you get yep. so i have never run a marathon i once ran a half right <clears throat> It was a half, so I ran 13.2 miles, and hmm. I was doing it for a fundraiser. So I had slept in the tent previously. It was oh, it was like 10 degrees out, sleeping in a tent, and then I got done with that event, and I wanted to raise more money. So within 24 hours of doing that with no preparation, and the most that I had ever ran before was, I think, five miles, I ran 13.2 miles. And I remember talking to a guy. He had been in the military, and he had done uh, the crazy – ass camp they do like literally before they graduate where they go non-stop on their feet mm-hmm. and you know what i'm talking about is it are you talking about like the are you talking about uh basic training or are you talking about uh tech school like I, training school i think it's basic training basic training yeah yeah, yeah that's a beast in itself so he said i asked him before i ran i said what's it like when you're running non-stop he's like well basically it gets to the point where you go numb yeah and really it's your mindset that moves you forward i mean you're you're seriously going completely numb you can't feel anything well, I got to that, and I would just kept going. But in my head, I said, Brandon, you were doing at least 13 miles, and I don't care if you die. You're <laughs> not going to leave here till you do it. Absolutely. And I did it. And you know what's crazy? Because I had no preparation for it. But if your mind tells you you can do it, it's crazy what your body can do. It's 100%. So I got to 13.2 miles. I fell and went till I dropped. That was the thing, run till I drop, raise mm. money. And I, I, for a week, I had to limp because yeah, my yep. muscles. I was the same way after the marathon. Yes, but it goes to show for you running a marathon or anybody, it's your mental mindset. You can achieve anything. You got to prepare for it. But if you can get the mindset of doing it, and that's why the best races out there, they visualize their success. They mm-hmm. visualize mm-hmm. every part of the race, and then it becomes them, mm-hmm. and then they Absolutely. succeed. Absolutely. So, and, and to speak on that mindset that you're talking about, I remember seeing a quote from Will Smith. I don't know if you know this one, but – 
Here he said, if yeah. we get on a treadmill, I guarantee you're not going to be. Or it's something I, along I'm going to run. I'll yeah. literally die, die before you beat me. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, but that's the mentality you have to have, whether it's running, whether it's uh, uh, whatever it is that you're passionate about, speaking, anything. Like, you have to be willing to put in the work necessary in order to achieve the results that you want. You have to believe in something enough that you're willing to die for it. Absolutely. And. I mean, if you if you have that mindset, literally people will see that and you will rise up in the crowd and be known just by that mindset. People can see it when you walk in the room. Oh, yeah. And that's how you and, that, and you it. develop that confidence through that, too. You develop it over time. But mm-hmm. you got to be willing to stand for something you believe in and be able to focus on it and just do whatever it takes to become the best at it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So obviously you run a marathon, and everything else. So let's go in back to the speaking. So now you are going around, speaking to people, and you have your business. So tell me, how's everything with that right now? Everything is, is on track to where I am right now and, and to where I want to go. Yeah. And I'm slowly I'm learning more and more and more about the business and um, so you're from, sp- from top professionals yeah. and people in the industry. Uh, because before, I had known nothing about webinars. Uh, yeah. You know, I knew nothing about uh, podcasting. And so I'm just now starting to learn all You're this different stuff and, and different stuff that I want to um, include into into my brand. And so I'm actually getting ready to start a, a podcast at the end of this month. I'm going to do a webinar actually on uh, running uh, next month. And, uh, and and so it's just there's little different facets that I'm adding to my business. You're building your foundation time. that's yeah, about to get huge. Yep, that's exactly. awesome. And so, yeah, it's just one of those things where I just keep adding different variables. And we talked about this before, and I want to touch on this a little bit, was – you said that people sometimes they try to define you. Like, what is what is it that you do? Like, I said, well, Brandon Adams, yeah. what do you do? And we were talking about this, and it was there's no one thing. Yeah, exactly. There's not you can't define who you are sometimes by one thing. Like, there's multiple things that it takes to be an entrepreneur, and it but it's all centered around that one passion. And for me, it's speaking. And so, for speaking and wanting to change people's lives through speaking. And everything else that comes about through that, through you know the podcast, through the webinars, through uh, the motivational merchandise, whatever yeah. it is, like it's all still a, a part of your brain. It's all under the same umbrella, exactly. uh, but it's all derived from that one passion. And really, like I said before, you're building your brand. So what do you do? Well, for you, I'm Matt McCoy, or me, I'm Brandon Adams. I am my own product, and I'm building my brand, but you have a message, yeah. so you're looking to inspire people to come overcome all odds. Me, I'm looking to inspire young entrepreneurs to achieve whatever it is they want in life. Absolutely. So we're the same people exactly. in the same aspect, and we figured out what it is we want to do in life. Yeah. So that's the beauty of it but all. But you never have to, and that's the thing, too, and that we were talking about this, is that it's so funny how people try to box you into one thing. You know, it's like, okay, like, okay I'm a postal worker, or I'm... Or I'm this, or I'm that, and it's like yeah. you you define yourself by just saying you're just. The, I hate the word just. It's like oh, I'm just this. Yeah. But it's not like you can do. And we, you know, we've alluded to this earlier. You can do anything that you put your mind through. It's just developing that mental fortitude to exactly to push past it and, and actually do it and take action. No matter what it is you want to do in life, you can become it as long as you love it and you focus on it. Mm-hmm. And we go on day up with that. Uh, so let's let's end it here. Uh, tell me your top three tips that you would give to young entrepreneurs out there for everything you've learned. I mean, you've been through a lot. You've went overseas. You've been through boxing, everything. What would be your tips to young entrepreneurs out there looking to achieve success in their life? 
top three tips and this is um this is something i'm just I'm be honest with you and i feel like this is even f- for more than just entrepreneurs just for anybody in life if you want to yeah. be successful at whatever it is that you do uh it, you have to have a passion and you have to figure out what that is and, and find it and sometimes it comes later like for me it came later i didn't figure out that i wanted to be a speaker and i wanted to touch lives and give back to individuals until i, I was 27 yeah and it was like, wow, you know, that's what I was called to do. That's what I'm meant to do. And so I just have this passion to do that. But it, it derived, everything that I've done, everything I'm trying to do derived from this passion. And I found that passion, even though it was later in life. And, and that's something that I, I wish that young entrepreneurs and young kids would understand is that you're out of high school, you're kind of forced into uh, college. And then from there, it's getting a job. And you know, they're telling you what you have to do at each step. It's what society sees you should do. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's and, but they're boxing you in, into one thing. And I've always thought, and this has been my mindset, was that you find your passion and you build it from there. And so, like, people and people who are successful, they've found that passion and they've built on top of that. And so that's one thing I would say is just find that passion. find Whatever it is that you have a passion for, figure that out and then go from there. And then the next thing I would say is action. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this. It's oh, taking that first big. step. I mean, a lot of people will come up with these grandiose ideas and you know, they'll have these great thoughts and, and, and dreams and all the stuff of what they want to do or what they want to be, but they never actually take that first step and take action in that. And so all these things that you're thinking, relatively, that sounds awesome. That sounds great. And something, you know, hey, do that. But if you're not going to take that first step, they're just dreams. They're just ideas. Ideas define what you want, but action determines what you actually get. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why I would say passion first, action second. And then in order to be successful, and I've heard you touch on this on in previous podcasts, you have to give. And that's something yeah. that I did earlier this year. Uh, I just started you know, trying to do. And even though at this stage in my life, I don't have... Um, well, I shouldn't say that. You always have something to give. Now, maybe always. it's not always financially, but there's always a way you can give you can back. Give something. There's always a way. And earlier this year, I did an event where I raised money uh, for Northside, which is a a nonprofit here in, in Omaha. And it was one of those things where I felt the need after hearing the story of that of that company. I was like, I felt the need to help and give back in some sort of way. So I just did an event, and I basically. It was me. I did a movie premiere because I shot a movie, uh, basically detailing how I qualified for Boston, and it's something that you can actually find uh, on my website. But it, I did a movie premiere, and I just invited a bunch of people and everybody that I knew. I said, "Hey, come out, support it." And I just, you know, I took, uh, I took donations. We had a silent auction, and all sorts of stuff. But we, I tried to help raise money, and, and basically, I just took everything that I made and gave it to that organization. And it was something that. Even though I didn't uh, necessarily um, get any monetary, monetarily, I didn't get anything out of it. But you got a lot. But I got a lot out of it by by being able to give back. And I think that's one thing, like, I've really, the older I've gotten, and something that I've learned is that in order to receive, you have to give. So true, man. That's so true. So, hey, where can people find you, Matt? If they want you to come speak or just anything you've got going on, where can they find you? Yeah, if you, if you guys want to find me, uh, please make your way to www.overcomingalllaws.com. Um, that's my website. Uh, I got my merchandise on there, videos, everything that, uh, that you need. Uh, you can also find my contact information on there if you're interested in having me to speak. And um, 
also social networking uh i'm a huge jokester <laughs> i don't i don't know if i've been able to get that from this but i love to to play around and i love to um make light of situations and, and i feel like that's such a good way to social media not only promote your brand yeah but you as an individual so and true. uh so I, please uh, follow me on social networking it's uh matt mccoy 05 on instagram uh matt mccoy on facebook and then uh, uh i also have oh i also have my company stuff which is Overcoming All Odds, uh, which is my Facebook, Overcoming All Odds uh, on Instagram, and then OAO Motivation on Twitter. So check those. Hey, awesome stuff, man. Everybody follow him. He's got some cool stuff going on. Uh, Great show today, man. Thanks for coming on. In the meantime, guys, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. I'm Brandon Adams. Have a great day, everybody. Hope you enjoyed today's show with Matt McCoy. I can't emphasize enough to thank everybody out there, all the veterans who have served this country and who are serving now to allow us to preserve our freedom and live the American dream. Because I know I'm living it, and you guys all should too. Go out and do what you love in life and be who you want to be. Go after your goals. Because there are people serving for us to allow us to do whatever we want in life. It's America. So, salute to you guys. I got some other stuff coming up I just want you guys to know about. I'm actually putting a course together, and we're doing a free webinar here soon. It's going to be how to turn your ideas into reality. So, we talk about crowdfunding, inventing, product development. I discuss everything it takes to turn your idea, written down on paper or napkin, to the point where you're manufacturing it and selling it on the market. So it's going to be some great information, free webinar, and everything else. So you're going to want to check that out on my website, BrandonTAdams.com. Check everything out there, and you can check us out on Facebook too. We'll have some stuff going out and talking about this new course coming up. So find us on Facebook under University of Young Entrepreneurs or Brandon T. Adams. Also, if you have any questions for me, just reach out to me. I love to hear from you guys. My email is brandon at brandontadams.com. Any kind of question you have on the show, something you'd like to hear, or maybe you need some advice on anything you're doing in your life. So reach out to me, let me know. And also, if you like this podcast show, go over to iTunes and give us a five-star and review. That allows us to reach more people and make a bigger impact on this country, in this world, for everything that we're doing. We're supporting young entrepreneurs or anybody that wants to create great things in life and become unforgettable because that's what life is all about. So that is it for today's show. And in the meantime, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and create something great and become unforgettable. I'm Brennan Adams. Have a great day, everybody.